Welcome to the first episode of Frontier and Center. I'm Gene Munster from Deepwater Asset Management, and this is a weekly podcast discussing Frontier Tech. For those of you who are new to the concept of Frontier Tech, a brief definition. Frontier Tech is investing in where the world is going over the next five years. These are emerging tech themes, typically three to five themes within broader Frontier Tech. And what is special is that these themes can change over time. It is not wed to a single theme like crypto, the metaverse, robotics. It has opportunity to reweight to where the bigger opportunities are. For example, over the past year, AI has become a bigger part of Frontier Tech. And so that's what Frontier Tech is. And as we discuss it, one thing we want to do is measure it. And the best way to measure it is to use the Deepwater Frontier Tech ETF. It's powered by Innovator. The ticker is LOUP. We're going to use that as the way to measure how these companies are doing and uh, really track the performance of how investors are thinking about these emerging trends. And so each week we're going to start with a performance piece and then separately talk about one of the companies within the index. So starting with performance, year to date, off to a tough start. Down 3%. This is LOUP, down 3%. That compares to the NASDAQ, which is up a half a percent. The reason why it's been under pressure is interest rates have inched higher based on higher CPI numbers, and that has a greater negative impact on emerging companies just because of the way the discount rate works. And so an inch up in interest rates has a more negative impact on on how these smaller companies, sub 50 billion in market cap typically, are performing. As far as since inception, which was 2018, uh, LUP is up 69%, just to give you some broader context there. So that's the performance piece. Let's shift to the company. And our first company we're gonna highlight is Nubank. And Nubank is based in Brazil, headquartered in Brazil, and they're a FinTech company. And this is riding the wave of just expansion of fintech within Latin America and also just a growing global importance of Latin America within the global economy as uh, some center of gravity is shifting from Asia to Latin America. And uh, the company was founded in 2013, has a $44 billion market cap. In 2020, 2021, it had hyper growth, was growing at 200% plus. And that was a period where its market share has just grown immensely, gone from less than 1% in 2019 to 8% in the region. And uh, through that period, the numbers have been getting harder, the law of large numbers. And so the growth rates have moderated a little bit. Now it's down to 50% growth in 2023 and will likely grow revenue at 35% in 2024. Earnings should grow faster, more like 45% this year. And when you put all of this together, look at that revenue and earnings growth relative to the valuation, we believe it's attractive. It's trading at 22 times and growing earnings at 45%. There's a discount there because this is Latin America. Investors, obviously, in the U.S. generally don't like paying up as much for assets outside of the country. And so you see a little bit of that, but we think that gap is probably not justified. And so that's just the highest level as far as What's the substance of what's driving this incredible market share gain over the past four or five years? Is that they're taking a digital first approach to banking. This is the first company that's really done that well. 
And in Latin America, that's particularly important because number one is that there is an intimidation factor around banking for the underbanked population. And think of, in more broadly in Latin America, the underbanked population is about a third of the population. Now compare that to the U.S. where the underbanked is more like 5%. And so you have this larger base of people that just have never been exposed to financial products. And in the case of going digital, it just makes it more accessible. Even the things as basic as setting up account to be able to do that online versus go through the hassle and some of the uh, what is viewed as intimidation around setting up a bank account and going into a local branch. Not having to do that is a powerful advantage that New Bank has taken advantage of. And separately, they start with banking, but they also extend credit and credit cards as they have the ability to use more technology, more AI in terms of identifying which of those people are most appropriate for credit. And they've done a great job of uh, making those identifications and giving people credit for the first time. It's crazy to look at the numbers. Still, like in Mexico, for example, still almost 90% of transactions are still done in cash. So still largely cash culture here. Uh, as far as geographically where this company is doing the best, it's Brazil. About 95% of their customers are in Brazil. That accounts to about 85 million customers in Brazil. About one in two of the uh, bankable population in the country. There's just over 180 million bankable people in Brazil, about 220 million people in total. So that's their center of gravity. That's been the focus. That's what's really working for them. And they're starting the process of expanding into Mexico and Colombia. And in those two countries, Newbank now has just over 5 million customers. So it's still really small within that. But those two countries specifically have probably the biggest growth opportunity. One, because they're coming off a smaller base, but two, because that underbank population is greater in those two countries. And so that is an opportunity. And as far as specifically how they're gonna to continue to drive growth, it's pretty simple. Is it start with a digital first approach, get uh, basic products of banking and credit in the hands, and then start to expand products, including investments, insurance, payroll. In 2023, the company added 40 different products, some of the uh, 20 in the in different countries, and but 40 in total uh, across their platform in terms of new offerings. And so that idea of being first digital, land and expand is the opportunity. And last is one of the most important pieces. One of the beautiful things that we do at Deepwater is we invest in both early stage all the way to some of the biggest companies. And one thing that's true all along is just always it's about the founder, about the leading, the leadership and the founding team. In this case, you get a both. You get a founder, leader, which I always love to see. David Vellis, he's next level, done a great job. And can, uh, it's part of my Excitement and confidence in the story is related to him and his vision, his ability to make good on executing on that vision. So that's New Bank. That's our first episode of Frontier and Center. I'm Gene, and see you next week.